back with another episode of Underrated. I'm Lefty. And I'm Bo. You know, there's a lot, a lot happening this holiday week, Bo. You know, Hanukkah is oh. underway. We're a few days away from Christmas. You know, as such, this episode will be a little bit shorter. You know, we've got a lot going on. Got some family in town, whatnot. Uh, but, uh, you know, I thought we'd discuss some Christmas Day sporting events. But, uh, yeah. you know, before we get into that, let's talk about some current events. Um, you know, I read a story yesterday discussing a potential new move by the English Premier League that will allow a temporary substitution for players as they are evaluated for concussions. You know, this is especially topical after a World Cup that saw, you know, a couple notable head injuries. Uh, primarily, Iranian goalkeeper, you know, sustained a head injury. I don't know if you saw this against England in which uh, he made head-to-head contact with a teammate mm-hmm. and then attempted to continue playing. Uh, played for another, you know, five to ten minutes. Uh, before being stretchered off and sent to the hospital with a severe concussion. Yeah. You know, so we hear a lot about concussions in American football, but the conversation is often, you know, much quieter surrounding soccer. What do you you think about this move? Do you think uh, more should be done to limit head injuries in soccer? Yeah. I know that there was a huge outcry, you know, as far as that uh, uh, Baron Bond uh, situation went. Uh, you know, I think that uh, a lot of people just thought it was uh, mishandled completely. We see a lot of it, you know, I think in American football, we see the long-term effects of it becoming more and more common. Um, I think, um, you know, health-wise that uh, this is something that needs to happen. And I, I think players, I mean, there should just be time to be evaluated, right? I mean, absolutely. and I, I think for anybody who's opposed to it, even, a, you know, at a higher level, it's like, if you want to look at it that way, it's protecting your investment, right? So, yeah, I mean, yeah. as, 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 as terrible as that is. But, uh, yeah, I think brain health is something that's been um, downplayed for a long time in, in sports across the board. And, uh, you know, I know it's become a part of uh, really a lot of the conditioning and strengthening programs in, in, in different sports, you know, um, it, just all over the over all over the place, you know, doing a lot of neck strengthening and things like that to improve, you know, um, just overall health. So, yeah, I like that they're focusing on this, and I, I think it, it should give the players a little bit of uh, you know relief as far as knowing that uh, someone's looking out for them. Yeah, for sure. You know, and substitutions, you know, across all soccer are very strategic. They're pretty limited, um, and you know, a lot of a lot of coaches may be hesitant to to make changes despite you know the potential for serious injury so this is a step in the right direction you know we've seen some other you know soccer related moves recently um i can't remember the league it might be the premier league but you know a top league has banned practicing um heading 24 hours before games you know to kind of prevent the buildup of repeated you know sure head head contact so you know definitely a move in the right direction um we'll see if that gets implemented next year um, you know, I, I believe that all 20 teams in the Premier League, uh, you know, cited and said that they wanted to implement this, but uh, still sure. has a, a way to go in the process. But, uh, you know, hopefully that's, that's a positive change we're seeing. Uh, yeah, year. definitely. It's, you know, it's good. And, you know, I, I think I read that there's going to be the, the proposal is five substitutes per match um, in these situations. Yeah, so, that, so, yeah. Well, so the, the five substitutes rule uh, came came into being at the beginning of this 2022-23 season for the Premier League. Gotcha. Um, but this this emergency substitution that I, I believe doesn't count against that five or can can doesn't count against that five if it's temporary. Gotcha. Um, 
is, is one that uh, I think should be beneficial. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Pivoting away from from you know English football to American football. You know, it's bowl season. Um, it's also college basketball season, but primarily college football is what I wanted to talk about. You know, I've seen several places this written about, but you know, with all college athletes that uh, you know were students during the 2020 season being granted that extra year of eligibility due to COVID. We're likely to continue to see records being broken by players that have done so with that extra year of eligibility. Yeah. For example, just this year, Youngstown State's uh, Jaleel McLaughlin became NCAA's all-time leading rusher with over 8,000 career yards. And, uh, you know, Carlton Marshall from Troy broke the career NCAA tackles record. But both of those records happened in their fifth season, you know, breaking records that happened over four. So how, how do you think records that are set or broken during this time should be looked at? Do you think there's any way for record books to contextualize this period? Yeah, and I th- well, I think, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a brand new situation here. You know, even we go back to an earlier episode uh, when we talked about Case Keenum, right? Was also, you know, uh, uh, in his fifth year of eligibility, um, putting up, you know, record numbers in the NCAA. I think that we're just going to have to adapt. And I think that the NCAA as a whole, especially on the college football side, we're continuing to see so many changes, um, you, you know, with the transfer portal, um, with just different aspects of the game and, you know, changing and evolving from what they have been in the past. But um, it's going to take a bit before I think we can fully get there because I know there's going to be a lot of questions, right? And I, and I think there's a lot of records that, uh, folks don't want broken. And so yeah, um, yeah. I think they're going to face a lot of adversity in this, but there's got to be a new system created. I'm, I'm just, it's really a, I'm glad you brought this up because it's really interesting on how, how do, how do they move forward? You know, looking at these records, I think that's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, we, we did talk about Case Keenum and probably some other folks and, and he did set that record over five years of eligibility, but uh, you know, there's a, there's a big difference between, playing 14 games for five years and playing 14 games for three years and three sure. years another, you know? So right. it, it definitely becomes significantly easier to, um, you know, break these career records. Specifically. For sure. And, and I'm sure that, uh, you know, another thing we might see are individual season records that are, that are broken by players that are significantly above the age of the players they're, they're surrounded by. Right. You know, we're, we're seeing more players in their fifth, sixth, even seventh year of eligibility. Um, and, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see how, how those players compete with, you know, incoming 18 and 19 year olds who, who also suffered developmentally in a different way when they missed, you know, high school time because of COVID and things like that. Right. Absolutely. Well, you know, in a different, uh, in a different way, I mean, the NFL is going through it right now. You know, a few months back, Cooper Cup um, of the LA Rams came out and said, I'm doing in 17 games what my predecessors did in 16 games. I don't think my record should be in, you know, on the same level, but that's not my call. And, you know, I don't have a system for that, but it's got to change in some way, shape or form. So, um, you know, that's another way to look at it, right? Um, Is there going to be a a pre and a post? Like, where is that threshold going to stand? And is this the time? Are we seeing this right now? So, yeah, well, and especially for, for NCAA in which, this this extra year of eligibility is, is a temporary thing you know we're 
we're not too far out from seeing you know we've only got what two more years two more seasons of of players that are granted yeah. that year of eligibility because of covid so right it, it, it'll be interesting to see you know how those four four years are you know demarcated. um yeah de- definitely an interesting situation um and kind of relevant to you know the way that we'll probably talk about records and careers when it comes to to sports like baseball and you know other sports that are so dependent on full seasons every year to to reach statistical plateaus right when we see a season like 2020 in which you know the the schedule was significantly shortened um it'll be an interesting interesting thing to see how how you know hall of fame voters and career conversations are discussed right and and even from the player's perspective right i mean uh, the, the work is still being put in to to break these records and um you know having these accolades are and these individual accomplishments are important, right? But yeah, you know yeah. How, how how do you gauge that, and just what effect is it, that does that have on a uh, how we value certain you know collegiate athletes and and whatnot? So um, there's a lot of angles here. This is going to be interesting. This is uh, this is great. This is a great point. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it'll it'll be something to watch over the over the coming years. Uh, who knows if we'll actually have some kind of uh, you know good resolution? But uh, right. it'll, it's something worth following for sure. Yeah. For a main story, I thought we could do something a little bit different and shorter with the holiday week. Uh, you know, Christmas sporting events have a have a rich history. You know, from the famous soccer match that happened between you know German and British soldiers on Christmas Day in 1914 during a you know a one day truce during World War One. Uh, you know, to the tradition of NHL games on Christmas Day beginning in 1920. Sporting and winter holidays have a you know always been a tradition. That said, we've also seen some, you know, schedule adjustments over the over the years. The NHL tradition for of Christmas Day ended in 1971 after, you know, 50 years. You know, right. After, you know, one decade, the 1960s in which every single NHL team played on Christmas Day. You know, after a game that lasted yeah. over 3 hours and 20 minutes between the Vikings and Cowboys in 1971, it took over a decade, almost two decades before the NFL actually scheduled another game on Christmas Day. Right. That was was quite the game. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, in in the UK, there are games in every level of the footballing pyramid on Boxing Day. Yeah. A tradition that's that's been around since the mid-50s. You know, with this long history of sporting on festive days, do you think that sporting events should be scheduled on the day of holidays? Would you like, would you even say that, uh, you know, Christmas Day games are underrated yeah i would actually i think that if you look at american football uh, it goes hand in hand with you know a holiday like thanksgiving right i don't see why globally um we can't do the same for christmas it i I, honestly i feel like it's a great time i think it's a great time for fans and i think a lot of fans who normally wouldn't be watching end up stuck being watching depending on what setting you're in with your family yeah, yeah. you know at this time right <laughs> you know if, if you're at uh, uncle bob's house and he turns on the game sorry you're watching the game um but yeah i mean we're talking about you know um football and even we're uh, horse racing cricket there's plenty of other sports especially in the uk and uh, you know other commonwealth countries uh you know obviously football dominates but yeah i think it's a little underrated and i think it should be more um I think though specifically that that should be a big part of, of, of the holiday. How cool is it, especially in the States to be able to wake up, open up some presents and, uh, Hey, 
have the TV on in the background watching some Premier League games. Yeah, totally, right? totally. I would love to see some Christmas Day games in the Premier League. Obviously, all their games just happen, you know, the day after on Boxing Day. But, uh, you know, nonetheless, uh, still exciting. And I think I think one thing, and I, I don't know how global the phenomenon is. I believe that it it's probably pretty universal. But, uh, you know, one thing that all holidays do are bring families together. And one thing that uh, I think all families that get together have are, uh, you know, disagreements over things like politics, religion, and everything else. Right. So, right. you know, I, I think it's understated the value of sports in, you know, offering just an alternative to whatever conversation you don't want to have, you know? Right. Like, if, it doesn't matter that you're not a Detroit Lions fan, but uh, you, you are when, when Uncle Bob starts talking about the about January 6th. Exactly. <laughs> right, exactly. When that comes up, you're absolutely a, uh, a Detroit Lions fan uh, just to uh, get out of that for sure. No, I completely agree. And, um, you know, on on the flip side of it, you know, it, it like I said, I, I think I, I think it would open up to a new demographic of people. Right. I mean, you're not going to willingly sometimes turn on a game or or, or 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 watch a sporting event for a lot of people who just aren't into it. And I, and I think it just opens up another door and to another demographic. People are watching television. They yeah, they yeah. are at that time, and everybody's at home. So yeah. Well, I mean, and and to your point, we can see the way in which scheduling on those important days can create an audience that wouldn't exist otherwise. Like if we think about right. the Thanksgiving Day dog show, nobody in their right, right mind watches any other dog show ever. But like there are people who have no interest in it that watch it every Thanksgiving Day. It's a big deal, right? I mean, it's just like maybe maybe it's not even a big deal, but they know that it's on, and it's like, mm, what's all the hype, right? Yeah. I mean, think about the, the 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 Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade. You know, like this has been on for years. How many people are still turning this damn thing on? Yeah, to, every morning. Yeah, to, right, to, to watch to watch you know a parade, which is about the least exciting thing you can watch on, a, on <laughs> I mean, television. Exactly, you know, and it's the same stuff all the time, and the performances are terrible, and it's not remotely entertaining. But even at that point, but it's, it's, a, it's a thing some you, background noise, and you, you know, you catch on to something, yeah. and you're like, hmm, you know, it gets you thinking a little bit. For sure. Are there any sports you would like to see played on Christmas Day that aren't currently? Um, played then you know um i think at the time you know i for for me personally you know i love the idea of having premier league in the morning and honestly this time of year you know i you know i think it's important for if we're just talking about the states i think having an hl and nba games in the evening or the afternoon at some point i I think that's important um this is a prime time for american football but they're doing it every weekend you know, so that really isn't important to me because um, there's going to be games on the day before if it falls on a weekend or, you know, in a few days and the playoffs are coming up. So, you know, that's not really things that I care about. But, um, you know, I think it would be it'd be fun too to just have some uh, some other stuff, maybe some more global sports. Yeah, that yeah. Aren't necessarily broadcasted, right? Like just to build some awareness you know and we're just talking here kind of you know from a biased position as people in the u.s you know i just i mentioned cricket earlier yeah, right? yeah here's something that's on 
that is really an international sport that has a huge following across the world and you never see it anywhere right um yeah well i, I, mean, I think i think something like that you know it, it'll be interesting to see what the new i don't know if you've seen much about this but there's a new developing cricket league uh backed by some mm -hmm. significant um some significant investors um so it'll be interesting to see how how that's how that scheduling works when they'll play things like that but uh sure. yeah def definitely great for a great way to expose people to global games at the same time obviously if those athletes are are from backgrounds that celebrate holidays like christmas or hanukkah they'd probably rather be at home by their families and uh sure you know it's a lot to ask for someone to to you know come in on christmas day regardless of what they do whether they work at you know right a grocery right, store exactly. on a pitch but uh right um you know i i totally agree i think it would be a really great time to maybe bring games to the united states from the premier league or or things like that like we we've seen in the past uh you know i i don't know if they played one this year but uh was it 2021 in which the nhl played that game at lake tahoe uh, we've mm -hmm. seen yeah. some football games played in baseball stadiums. I think that moving those games to Christmas Day at those special locations uh, w would be a, a really great way to market those games as well. Oh, definitely. You know, the NHL Winter Classic games have become this, you know, huge thing. And they happen, obviously, every year. But I would just love to see more of that. Yeah, um, yeah. Because it's always been a success, and I, I can't remember. It was it might have been one of the first ones? I think it was Edmonton and Pittsburgh, if I'm not mistaken. And um, obviously, it was outdoors, and it was just snowing. I mean, it was coming down, and it was probably it, there couldn't have been a more perfect situation there. Yeah, uh, just yeah. pond hockey at its at its its most pure. Yeah. So yeah. Um, no, I completely agree with that. Yeah. Well, and I think that there are a lot of sports that. That many people around the world not just americans you know maybe only catch every four years during the winter olympics or, or things like right, that but there right. are so many you know winter sports that uh you know i feel like there could be an annual showcase you know of, of, of something like that's a great idea like, actually like how would yeah everybody would you know if you could watch you could turn on the tv and watch you know chloe kim do some snowboarding trick that's never been done before every christmas day that'd be awesome right but uh you know right. not a, not a thing that currently exists but i think it'd be a great format too you know maybe not even something competitive just a a, a showcase of all of these sports that uh you know maybe you'll only see every four years at the olympics yeah that i mean i think that would that would be really really cool and i think that would be fun to just kind of you know um open presents uh you know or have a a dinner at one o'clock yeah <laughs> we'll say and just just get laid up on the couch and get cozy and just yeah uh, like by the you know have friends and family around right yeah by the time you're inebriated you can watch Bodie miller drunk skiing down a hill <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly is that, exactly. that too much of a deep cut <laughs> no 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 definitely i completely understand wow. i just uh you know i think uh yeah i think a showcase of of, of just different sports that don't get a lot of coverage yeah. i think that would be yeah. really really cool yeah especially especially those specifically winter sports um you know turn on some curling let me let me watch some yeah. bobsledding that's actually you know that popped into my head a little bit ago um because obviously um uh, these last olympics here i really for whatever reason watched a lot of curling and for something about curling is very very uh soothing 
it's yeah. very calming for me and i don't know what it is it's just a really bizarre uh it's really a bizarre event in, in my opinion you know obviously it's i call it's like adult shuffleboard yeah yeah is what i really say you know like uh um which is it's entertaining but the personalities have just really blew me away yeah there yeah. are some interesting personalities as far as curling goes yeah well you know it's one of those sports that i am fully convinced that i could do at an olympic level you know right and, and, and that's <laughs> right i mean and I, i'm pretty realistic about sports like i know like when you see those twitter posts about do you think you could in a hundred tries do you think you could hit a ball against you know nolan ryan no absolutely not no absolutely no. yeah yeah I, of I, course i could never you know take a sack from you know aaron donald or hit a ball from a <laughs> you know professional player but sure i am certain that you know given access to to curling practice whatnot absolutely yeah. it could be an olympic level curler like you know in college i used to play shuffleboard all the time at some local bars and yeah. if i can develop the muscle memory to you know perfectly place a shuffleboard puck 12 beers deep at 21 i'm certain right. that i can i could be an olympic <laughs> level curler if i go someplace and there's a shuffleboard and it's open i'm gonna play without a doubt oh yeah like it's just uh always I, i've never i've never not gone to a place there's been shuffleboard the table's been open i haven't played i love playing shuffleboard it's just something that's fun completely get it you know i i can completely relate to with curling i look at curling and i'm like wow you know this, um, this is this is something that's not out of reach you know what what's weird though is that the, the ball we we've been to a brewery before that had shovelboard you didn't play with me <laughs> that's true i i thought i did play no. but not with you no 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 that's right i was over at the air hockey table i i don't think we did either of those things <laughs> <laughs> I think I was playing air hockey with somebody else. Yeah. Oh man. Oh gosh, that's true. I got to eat my words on that. There's still time. There's we'll, still uh, time. We'll have to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So you know, kind of pivoting. I think we both agree Christmas Day games can be underrated, specifically in the in the event of you know true winter sports. Um, you know, special location games, showcases, things like that, especially international sports. But in that same context, are there any sporting events you're looking forward to this Christmas Day? you know just a couple days from now man uh i'm trying to think you know um there's a whole uh, lineup of you know premier league games and over recent years i i haven't tuned in right um and i i feel like you know at this point now like that's 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 fun what about you i mean I've got to take a look at the schedule here. You know, it's a little rough for me, right? Because the Premier League is on Boxing Day. You know, I'm a big Brentford fan, and they got sure. they got stuck with the first slot that day, um, oh, which gosh. you know, on the American West Coast means that they're playing at 4:30 a.m. Uh, so I'm not certain if I'll be able to get up for that, but uh, I will try. Right. I didn't regret it the last time I did. Last game, I woke up at 4:30. They 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 beat you know Man City. But, uh, right. you know, after this long layoff, uh, I don't know if I'll be able to do it, but I'll try. I'll try. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. I There's a good lineup of games on that day. So, I mean, definitely. I think um, I'm just glad it's on. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, uh, well, you know. And I, I got to take a look at that primetime schedule, too. You know, because obviously I've got the Peacock app and all these things like that. But, you know, I need to take a look at what's actually on basic cable. 
Yeah, yeah. So are are you a are you an NBA Christmas Day fan? Like I know that I can't tell if that is actually a popular thing or it's just a tradition they're trying to make. I know that in the past I've seen just commercial after commercial about how NBA on Christmas is a is a thing, but I, I don't know if it is. You know they say it's a thing. Um, it it's really tough. You know, and I think really it's just usually it's some kind of tough. It's usually. I don't know. I haven't liked the teams that have matched up in recent years. It's just eh, whatever. But this year, I think is actually, I mean, there's some actually good matchups, you know, like the Sixers are taking on the Knicks. The Knicks have been on this tear. I think they've won seven or eight in a row somehow. Um, they're acting like not the Knicks. Uh, they're acting like the Knicks of the movie Eddie starring Whoopi Goldberg <laughs> that we talked about. Yeah, that, that, uh, that if you checked out our, our, what was it, probably September, October Patreon episode, you would know all about those uh infatuation with the Whoopi Goldberg film Eddie yeah it's pretty crazy um but they've got you know the Bucks are taking on the Celtics um so you know you've got that you know Tatum Giannis matchup which is going to be great the the Grizzlies and the Warriors you Steph Curry and John Morant so I mean there there's some good games on um but overall to answer your question I don't really think it's like a big thing like I'm a big NBA fan and I, you know, in recent years, I haven't really just paid too much attention. And, and that could be because of the scenario and where I'm at. But still in all, it, it hasn't really been a big thing for me. Yeah. 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 To me, as somebody who doesn't really watch much NBA basketball, it kind of seems as much a Christmas tradition as like a LeBron James Sprite commercial. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just it's just there. You know, like I said, I like that the games are on, but it's not something I'm going to, you know, we just talked about it like NFL football on um, you know Thanksgiving like that's a that's a big thing people are like you know I, I'm really into this I want to watch this and uh, let's eat and be able to watch the game but I don't think it's it's never been like that with the NBA you know and maybe it is in in some households but I don't really think it's that big of a, a thing especially I think because um, like I'd said before there's NBA games on every night yeah. at this point in the season, right? So it, it's not like American football where it's once a week at this point, uh, things like that. You know, so it, it's a little bit different. If they were doing something cool with it, kind of circling back to what you had said before, like not saying that they should play outdoors in a baseball stadium. No, I, I I'm fully <laughs> supportive of that actually. Right. Like but, if, if you you know if I want if they were down south somewhere, maybe. No, right? no, no, I want to see a game at um, Wrigley Field. And if a player does some, you know, nonsense, you know, dive into the crowd for no reason, brick wall. Brick wall. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Yeah. But I do love, you know, uh, the change in venues. What was it? um, Did you see any coverage on this, uh, like, home run derby thing that they did in the Bahamas or wherever they were at here just, like, last week? No. I mean, I, I am assuming that it's similar to the way that they sent some, like, international ambassadors to play some specific events around the world, but I saw that over the summer. But no, I've not. Uh, oh, are, are you talking about the Dominican Summer League or Winter League? No. So they had, like, some event, and um, yeah, I was going to send you something the other night on this, but... Uh, you know, it was the, the MLB and there were some stars that went down and they were doing like a home run derby thing. And basically they were on a beach hitting home runs into the ocean. Oh, wow. 
but it was kind of a cool vibe. Like it was much better than watching the home run derby at, during the all-star break, in my opinion. And it was really fun. And then they would get out on jet skis and go grab the ball that they hit out there or, or pick up some of these, but they still had people on boats and different things out there waiting for that home run to come. And I was like, wow, this is a really cool change of pace. Like this is something that's kind of neat. And um, yeah, I'll have to uh, I'll have to find that. I don't even recall what the name of that whole thing is, the, but uh, the, you know, I'll the, find that. The Don't Blink Home Run Derby in Paradise. <laughs> yes, the Don't Blink Home Run Derby. That's what it was. That's man. A, that's a bit of a mouthful there. <laughs> but the players were just like having a great time, and uh, yeah, I mean, it was kind of a, a fun little thing. I obviously I didn't watch. I was just watching clips of it. So uh, overall, I don't know what the the, the coverage is but uh yeah it was it was, was kind of cool you know just just changing it up a little bit yeah yeah definitely seems like a good uh a good change of pace and a way to way to bring you know sports that are traditionally summer into a, a different season so that's cool that's cool yeah for sure um you know i think that's i think that's gonna do it all do it for us today you know not much not much going on we're gonna keep things a little shorter with the holiday um you know how before we wrap up, how, what are you doing to stay warm during this polar vortex that you're experiencing? <laughs> I've got a couple of Patagonia jackets that I just keep on over over a hoodie. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's coming through pretty quick. Uh, the temperatures are dropping. I'm not sure how much you know snow is going to actually fall uh, where I'm at, but I know it's been hitting hard um, across the Midwest here, and it's supposed to be pretty brutal out there. I um you know really just got an idea of how the weather how cold it's going to be and how serious this thing is when someone told me it was going to be 20 degrees in houston yeah uh, this weekend wow so <laughs> i mean that's a that's a real deal right there so for sure uh, uh yeah it's it's coming on quick definitely definitely you know it'll be uh it's a little chilly out here in seattle today but uh you know it'll be mid 50s in two days so very nice thankful for that comfortable definitely definitely <laughs> you know so you know wherever you are uh hope you stay warm and safe this holiday season whatever season you or whatever holidays you celebrate uh hope they're enjoyable surrounded by friends and family um you know you can check out this short episode on spotify apple podcast or wherever podcast can be found uh you can follow us on tiktok at underrated pod that's at under underscore rated underscore pod you can follow us on Twitter while it still exists at the same username. Um, you can follow us on YouTube at Underrated Pod, and uh, you know that's that's all we got. Definitely. Here's to our first underrated Christmas episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First one in the books.